Welcome to the Hope United Podcast, where we're creating a culture of worship, family, and discipleship. We hope this message challenges, inspires, and gives you hope today. If you like this podcast, remember to share and subscribe. I'm so thankful to be here. It's always an honor. I always take this so seriously um, whenever I'm up here. And I'm actually very excited to speak on this. We've been talking about holy, think holy. That's been our series for the last few weeks. And if, you're, if you've heard some of the previous things, or if you haven't, I want to remind you that we have our app, the Hope United app, or our website. You can go back and review, or you can catch up on any of the messages that we have going on. Um, today, I wanted to end with a strong finish and the Lord had actually given me this specific message a while back. And I had been waiting and waiting, and I was like, God, I was so ready back then, but it wasn't the time. And this is the time, and I'm so excited to share it with you. It is a strong finish to a wonderful, wonderful series, Think Holy, and we're going to be talking about righteousness. And I know for some of us, we've heard about that a lot. We've heard that word a lot. And sometimes we think we can interchange it with holy, that it might be the same thing. But there's actually a difference between the two principles. And um, so as we get into that today, I want to start off by praying. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to uh, hear your word. And God, today I pray, Lord, that you would open our ears so we can hear what you're saying to us, God. Let us catch everything that you have for us today, God. And if there's anything that we need to let go of God today. We say yes to let, letting go of anything that's not from you. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. amen. Well, I love doing word studies on things. So specifically with whatever it is that I'm looking at, I like to do word studies. I like to find the definition and the whole etymology behind the word because it really gives you context and an understanding of why something was originally said. So let's look at righteousness. Righteousness is the state of being righteous, acting in accord with divine or moral law, the quality of being morally right or justifiable. Holiness, on the other hand, is the state of being holy. We've, we already kind of covered this, but this is a review. Dedicated or consecrated to God, set apart for sacred use, standing apart from sin and evil. So we're going to start off by understanding that righteousness opens the door for holiness, and it begins with our faith, right? When we choose to follow the path of faith, we say we're going to start off by turning away from things that God instructs us to turn away from. And so we first start with faith, then we go into righteousness, and that leads to us getting into a place of holiness. It makes a way for us to be set apart. So I want to give you a practical example and that is when a young child starts to show promise in a certain area, say they're very athletically inclined in a specific sport, they begin to do things that will help them in that area. They begin to train. They begin to eat a certain way. They begin to sleep a certain way. They begin to uh, take additional lessons. And everything that they do now in their lifestyle begins to shift in order to prop up this purpose, right? So in the same way for us, righteousness, we change our lifestyle. We start doing things differently. Our diet changes, right, in terms of what we're watching, what we're listening to, what we're doing, what we're entertaining, how we're talking. All those little things, our whole lifestyle changes, which then what happens, let's go back to the example with a child. As they grow in this sport, 
as they grow in that area, they begin to show even more skill, right? If they hone in their skill and they begin to get better at it, now they may be um, chosen to be on a higher level team. And if a scout were to come, they would say, oh, there's a distinction with this one. So in the same way with us, when we begin to partake of righteousness so much that it changes us, there begins to be a distinction between us and this place of holiness. So our dedication and mastery of a skill in the natural shows us in the same thing in the spirit. When we dedicate ourselves to becoming more righteous, it begins to set apart. It begins to change the way even that we think which sets us apart into holiness. So righteousness leads the way to holiness. Let's go to scripture. Romans 6, 16. Don't you realize that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. When we read a little further, it says, because of the weakness of your human nature, I'm using the illustration of slavery to help you understand all of this. Previously, you let yourselves be slaves to impurity and lawlessness, which led ever deeper into sin. Now you must give yourselves to be slaves to righteous, righteous living so that you will become holy. So there you see the two connecting things. Become a slave to righteous living so that you will become holy. So righteousness helps us think holy. You can't think holy without being righteous. I know that's kind of a backwards way to say it, but you can't. You have to have righteousness to be able to even think on that level because what happens is righteousness elevates our thinking. It takes us from a place of thinking in the carnal mind in just a regular way, and we start to now outline everything, line it up with God's word, right? And we say, what would God say about this? To walk with clean hands and a pure heart. A lot of us, that's our prayer. God, give us clean hands and a pure heart. Let us think the way that you think. It all starts with that. A heart that loves what God loves and hates what God hates. I know those are strong words, but he does have a, a strong hate for sin, for things that separate from his holiness. Um, some other practical examples, a, a mouth that doesn't speak doubly, you know, like we come to church, we talk all the holy talk, we encourage each other, but what are we doing behind closed doors? Are we speaking against one another? Um, that's important to think of. The more that we're in sync with him, uh, the more that we become righteous. As we walk in righteousness, we begin to think holy. It's just a byproduct. And the more that we rehearse God's word, and you all hear me say it every time I get up here, the word is so important because it changes who we are. Um, it reprograms our thinking. We begin to have a distaste for the immoral and unjust things. And I don't mean unjust things by the world's standards. Because sometimes we allow outside influences to tell us what righteousness is. We allow pop culture to tell us that certain biblical concepts and principles are outdated or we're not progressive. Um, and that we just need to accept everything because it makes people happy. Um, so we begin to convolute what God requires from us with popular opinion. And then we can get behind causes and viral stories. You know, not everything goes viral all the time now. Um, and so stuff will come up and people just immediately start talking and saying, oh, yeah, well, we need to do this or no, we need to do that. 
and just be careful what you get behind, what you call righteous, because so much of this stuff out there is laced with deceit, it's laced with different agendas, it's laced with selfish motives, and your voice is very important. If you are set apart, you have to be in a place of being just, and there's a lot of stuff out there that seems to be just, and it's not on the side of justice, God's justice. And I want to remind y'all, which I probably don't need to remind you, but election year is coming up. And people lose their minds when election year comes up. Don't be one of those people. Don't be one of those people. Stay grounded in the word, in the principles. Love what God loves. And don't cast your pearl among swine, your pearls. God has given you a voice. He's given you wisdom if you choose to accept it. And when you begin to just splat it out there, we're representing him. We represent. We're ambassadors. We're Christians, right? So it's important that what we're saying is something that he would say. So exactly, represent the kingdom. And another thing it's important to know is that humility leads to righteousness. So in everything we do when we're speaking and we're coming from a place of, of, of his righteousness, it always starts with humility. Matthew 9, 13, then he added, and this is when he was speaking to the religious leaders, which, by the way, I enjoyed the, those scriptures so much because it's really entertaining to me to see how, how aloof these guys were. They were so sure of themselves, and hearing his responses to them is so enlightening, and it makes me always check myself, like, Lord, let me not be on that side. But he's, he added, now go and learn the meaning of the scripture. I want you to show mercy, not offer sacrifices, for I have come to call not those who think they're righteous, but those who know that they're sinners. Another um, account of this was in Luke 5.32, where he says, I have come to call not those who think they're righteous, but those who know they're sinners and need to repent. Repentance is so important. Repentance lays the groundwork for his righteousness. If we can come and say, God, I'm, I'm repenting because I realize I don't have it all together. And I think so many people struggle with wanting to um, project this perfection, project that everything is put together. And when we can come before God and say, God, I want to make sure that I've got your righteousness, not my own. You know, you've heard people say, oh, you're so self-righteous. Like you've heard that expression. There's a difference between what we call righteous and what he calls righteous. Isaiah 64, 6 says, we are all infected and impure with sin. When we display our righteous deeds, they are nothing but filthy rags. Like autumn leaves, we wither and fall, and our sins sweep us away like the wind. See, we have to recognize that we are imperfect, and not just recognizing it, but admitting it. You know, the Bible tells us to confess our sins to one another. That doesn't mean you go telling everybody all your problems. But in the right space with the right leader, you share, you know, I'm struggling with this right now. I'm having trouble. I'm doubting in this area. I'm feeling discouraged. And I really want to do the right thing. I really want to do right by God. You get agreement. That right in itself opens the door for righteousness, opens the door for, your, for God to see that you, your heart is open to him doing something in you. And there's amazing um, benefits that come with righteousness. I almost skipped this scripture, Matthew twenty three twenty eight. Outwardly, you look like righteous people, 
but inwardly your hearts are filled with hypocrisy and lawlessness. I, I feel so, um, such a responsibility to remind us all because we can all have a moment where we begin to think that somehow we're more put together than the person next to us. And again, it brings us back to humility, but we all have the thing, our own things that we struggle with. And if we can say, God, you know, I recognize that, that I need you, that I need you to prop me up in the areas that I'm weak. In our weakness, he's made, he makes himself strong, right? So in these little areas, and uh, you know, it's so important, the small areas, the areas that we don't talk about with other people, the areas where we get frustrated with within ourselves, it's important to confess those things before the Lord and give them to him. So uh, benefits of righteousness. Righteousness makes way for blessing, provision, and protection. Now this is where it's going to get good because I, I really, when God showed me this, I said, man, this could set so many people free. We've heard the scripture a lot. Matthew 6, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be provided to you. That was a blanket statement that said, if you seek my kingdom, if you seek his righteousness, righteous living. So a lot of times we like kind of drop that off and group it all in. If we just do the right thing and we go to church and we listen to God and, and we follow him. But there's so much in this. If you seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, that's such a critical part of the whole thing. All these things will be provided to you. What is all these things? Everything. Exactly what it says. Provision, um, protection, blessing, healing, all the good things, all his promises. Um, it's all covered. There was, and, and here's the thing. When I did this word study, there were so many scriptures, so many scriptures talking about righteous people, what they do, what they don't do, what God does for them. And if you look back to the beginning, think of Noah, think of Abraham, how God spared people, how God w was with Daniel in, you know, when that happened. It's just like so many things where he would help bail people out. He would protect them because of their status, where they were, their heart, their condition. So Psalm 39, 14, let's look at that. The righteous person faces many troubles, but the Lord comes to the rescue each time, each time. Isaiah 26, 7, but for those of you who are righteous, the way is not steep and rough. You are a God who does what is right, and you smooth out the path ahead of them. What does that mean? Blessing, ordering something, turning something for our good. Right. So when something looks kind of windy or, you know, out of place in front of us, those that are righteous, he will make the path straight. He will smooth things out. James 516. Confess your sins to each other. Pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Some of us have heard the King James Version all our life. The prayers of the righteous availeth much, right? I really like how this phrased it because it says the prayer, the earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Sometimes we hear these things. We get used to hearing them. And we kind of like, yeah, yeah, we believe it. But the truth is I have seen people in my life that have, I like, I can see it, that the Lord has worked on them, that they have allowed themselves to become righteous by the Lord's standard. And when they pray, stuff happens. 
it's a truth. His word says it. And so I feel that a lot of people can find themselves doing really good in a lot of areas and they get stuck in one area or two or three. And they're saying, God, why am I not seeing a breakthrough? I pray about this all the time. And I'm not saying this is a formula, but I'm saying, what if it's the righteousness piece? What if that if that's what we're missing? Because if you go back to the to what we talked about at the beginning, when a righteous person prays, they have opened the door for them to be set apart. There's a distinction, and I can just, in my mind's eye, see somebody praying and God turning and saying, I hear my righteous person. You know, I hear the prayer of a righteous person. Just like the woman with the issue who came and drew upon God, upon, upon Jesus, there's something that happens, I believe, when we set ourselves apart for him, that he just has to respond because he's a good father. So there are so, like, again, I was saying I couldn't include them all, but there, you should do a word study. I'm challenging you to go look up scriptures on righteousness and just see how, like, everyone, God talks about his favor, his blessing, how he protected people. And I love how David said it. He said it best. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or, my, or the seed begging for bread, right? I am I'm so thankful that we serve a God who, and I say this all the time, we serve a God who he loves us, he wants to bless us, he looks for opportunities. All we have to do is to have the faith to trust in him and step forward, and he will catch us every time. But I find in this, in this day that we live, there is a, an assignment of fear against the people of God, an assignment of um, impurity. If he can pull the purity out of people, they are not sensitive to righteousness. They're not sensitive to what is holy. So I want to challenge you today as we're closing to if there's something that we can grab hold of, I really believe that the key for us to really walk in holiness is to seek righteousness, seeking first his kingdom, building his kingdom. We know that, but also his righteousness. Let's not forget the importance of it. How will we, you know, things that are impure, that sin cannot dwell in his presence. And I find that whenever we push past a certain place where we let go of all this other stuff and we say, God, I'm willing to be completely bare in your presence. You do what you want with me. You show me the areas that I need to let go of, the stuff that I struggle with on the inside that I don't talk about, the stuff that I see that sometimes I want to see more of, the stuff that I, I know that I'm supposed to turn away from, the things that I talk about that you don't want me to talk about. He's called us to be a righteous people. And so if we're truly following him, we have to make that decision. I'm going to let all that stuff go. And so I want to give us an opportunity to pray together. If you would just bow your heads um, and close your eyes. God, we thank you today. We thank you today that you are a God who loves us. You're our heavenly father. And God, we come humbly before you today, realizing that we need you, that we can't walk this walk without you. And 
God, we don't want to hold anything back. We don't want to hinder the promises that you have for us. You spoke over us this year that this was a year of activation. God, we don't want to do anything that would hinder our activation in your kingdom, hinder our activation, God, in the things that you're wanting to birth through us. And so, Lord, today we say we surrender. Can you say that with me? I surrender all. I surrender all. And, Lord, we continue to lay down our our minds. God, we ask you to renew our minds. Let the mind of Christ be in each and every one of us. God, I pray that you would give us clean hands and a pure heart. Let our mouths be clean. God, everything that we say and do, let it come from a place of love. Let it come from a place of compassion, of a heart like your heart. God, we ask you, Lord, to cleanse us completely through and through. Let us walk righteously, God. Let us walk with the authority that you want to give us, God. Today, we don't look back. We don't choose to go back to the old and former things. But, God, we embrace the fact that we are a new creation in you. God, let us not um, go back to, to the old and things that cause us to be unpure. But, God, I thank you, Lord, today for purity being upon us. Let us walk righteously. Let us be bold, God, in your presence, knowing that we have not brought anything in that is not right. So today we surrender. We repent, God. We ask for your forgiveness. And I thank you, Lord, that you have clothed us. You have clothed us today in righteousness. You have made us new. And I thank you, God, that as we move forward, we have the mind of Christ. We think holy, God, that we will no longer be um, attracted to the things of this world. But, God, that you have set us apart and that you've made us more like you. We honor you for it. And with your your heads bowed as well, if you, maybe this is new for you, maybe you don't have a relationship with Christ, or maybe you did and you just kind of want to make things new and, and start over, um, we want to just pray for you with nobody looking around. Um, if that's you, you can raise your hand and we will just... Send our, one of our prayer intercessors will come pray with you. I just want to give everybody an opportunity. If that's you, you can raise your hand. We thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, for continuing to bless us. We thank you, Lord, that every heart would be restored in this place. Every relationship with you, God, would continue to grow and to be transformed, God, by your power. We thank you for what you've deposited today and what you're continuing to do before us. God, we honor you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. God bless you. Thanks again for listening. If you like this podcast, remember to share and subscribe. For more information or to connect with us, go to hopeunited.church. And remember, if God is with you, you will be undefeated.